0: Reporting on the games you love, by people who love to game. The MMO Reporter Network. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the WoW Pet Battle Crew, where small creatures fight to the death for our amusement. I'm your host, Josh Augustine, and it is time for a new team, my friends. I've been camping the Auction House for three weeks trying to get the perfect breed pet for this week's team, so I hope you had better luck than I did in getting it. (laughs) The theme for this month's team is survival. We're building a team that prevents the other team's attacks while consistently whittling away at their health with our own. So, the core pets I'm starting with this week are Death Adder Hatchling, which you've probably seen or heard about before, and Ruby Droplet. Which I hadn't seen much of uh, when I started building this team, and I was amazed at how good it is. So, why these pets? Alright, Death Adder Hatchling is a great pet that Fumblefoot actually recognized and we featured on the show in a crew combo a few episodes back. Um, The Death Death Adder Hatchling has a great blind ability that blocks the enemy's attacks, essentially, and great damage to back it up. Now, the Ruby Droplet is the new King of Tanks, I'm calling it right now. This pet is amazingly tanky. He has ability blocks and a gross amount of lifesteal to just heal himself back up constantly. Together, they make up a pretty solid tanky DPS core for this team. So let's take a look at who they are. First up, Death Adder Hatchling. He's a tank DPS pet. He's beast with all beast attacks. Simple, which is kind of bad, not a lot of diversity in the attacks, but hey, he knows what he's doing and he does something really well. So for slot one, we we either have Poison Fang, which is a beast punch that leaves a five round dot behind. It's a good pick if you've got other spammable attacks, right? Because if you can afford to let that dot tick out every single time while still doing useful other abilities, you're going to get a ton of damage out of that one turn. Uh, But the other option is Vicious Fang. This is another beast punch, but this one starts out weak and it ramps up in damage every time you use it, but only up to a maximum of 350, which is kind of meh. So for me, I like Poison Fang. It's a minor DPS slot if you loss if you have to spam the attack, uh, but it does provide flexibility, and since this pet, as we'll see, needs its target poisoned, this seems like a pretty good choice here. Uh, slot 2 is Puncture Wound, which is, here we go, ju- I just mentioned it, it's a beast punch that deals double damage if the target is poisoned. This is pretty key to this pet's DPS output. If you've fought against this pet or you've used it before, this is basically why you use that pet. Puncture Wound is so strong. Uh, But Crouch is the other option in this slot. And it's not bad, right? It's a 50% damage reduction for 3 rounds. That's a solid defensive move that gives this pet some decent tank options. But I think Puncture Wound is just so iconic we have to take it. You can do Crouch on any number of other pets who may be even better suited to Crouching. But here we're playing this for the puncture wound combo, so grab it. For slot three, we have burrow. That's that simple dodge for one turn, attack the next turn out of the ground. It's simple. All the rabbits do it. A lot of like the groundhog sort of stuff do it. Uh, it has an 80% hit chance, right? Which is kind of low. It's painful, but here's where we get really interesting with this pet. Blinding poison is the other option in slot three. And this is the most interesting ability on the pet, I think. Functionally, it's similar to a dodge, like the rabbits have, right? Where you activate it and for this turn and the next turn you miss or you avoid all attacks. Uh, But here it's actually blinding the enemy pet. So it's not putting a buff on yourself, it's putting a debuff on the enemy. So if you go first, though, you can avoid two turns of attacks still with blinding poison, which is awesome. And I think Blinding Poison is just too good to pass up, right? Burrow is kind of meh, it's kind of like Crouch, right? It's an okay ability, and there's tons of pets with it if you really want to do it. But Blinding Poison is what makes this pet unique, so that's what we do. But keep in mind, because we're taking this ability, we really have to get a speed pet. Because the value of Blinding Poison doubles if, you have a, if you're faster than the enemy pet. Because you're not only making them miss one turn, you're making them miss two turn. Uh, So grab it, and get ready to blind everybody you see. And the Ruby Droplet, the other pet on this team, is a tank pure and simple right it's an elemental pet with undead and aquatic attacks which is kind of a weird combo right but it works it kind of makes sense when you look at it. it's like a a weird blood water it's kind of like the elemental pets right but this one's red there you go and it's found in a pool of blood which is kind of creepy but there you have it slot one you have acid touch which is that weak aquatic punch that leaves behind a four round dot or absorb which is a weak undead punch, but it heals the pet for 100% of the damage dealt, which is nice because it scales with the damage dealt, not necessarily you know heals for the same amount or heals for 300 deals damage for 300. This is so that gives you options to like trick and find ways to boost up that damage and gain more health back in return, which is kind of fun. Um, so here I think Acid Touch is interesting, right? It's an aquatic punch that leaves a dot, which feels pretty rare. Um, but we're building full tank on this pet, so take Absorb. We want that health back every single turn. Slot 2, we have Dive. Just like Burrow, this is the dodge and punch combo, but it's aquatic instead of beast. And then Bubble. This ability blocks the next two attacks dealt to you. It's like a dodge ability, right? But it works regardless of speed and is a little less likely to last two full turns, right? Because it's possible someone is using a uh, Flurry or something like that that hits multiple times a turn. This will only block two of them. Uh, But it is still really good. Definitely take Bubble on this pet. Dive is pretty mediocre, just like we said with Burrow. And Bubble, I think, is actually a pretty incredible ability. Right? It's got a long cooldown, but it's worth it. And it's pretty key to the tank build we're going for here. Slot 3, this is where we're going to round out the tank uh, tank build with blood abilities. Just in case you didn't realize it's a ruby droplet found in a lake of blood. In case you didn't know that it is a bloody mess. Here you go. Two separate blood abilities. First one, Plagued Blood. That's an undead punch that leaves behind a five-round debuff that heals any pet that attacks the enemy pet for five rounds. About eight, or excuse me, about eighty a hit, right? So on average, that's 400 health you're getting back. That's a pretty strong ability when comboed with stuff that hits with a lot of dots, uh, such as Acid Touch. Like that's an interesting combo right there. But I think what we're going for, because we're not going for DPS. We're going for tanking. Drain Blood. This is the ability that makes this pet amazing. Uh, and This is also kind of what ties the whole tanking build together, right? It deals 10% of the enemy pet's max HP. Not current. Maximum HP. And heals you for 300% of the damage dealt. So like Absorb, it scales with any other debuffs that are on the enemy team or that they put on themselves. Like Reckless Strike. Um, It's a bit of a weak punch, right? 10% of the enemy's Max HP isn't a ton of damage, but the heal is incredible. So say you're fighting a pet that has the exact same maximum health as you. I'm using a balance balance build, so that's a pretty good likelihood, right? This ability deals 10% of their damage and heals me for 30% of my health. That's a 40% health swing on a single turn, right? And when I say that, I mean if your health bars were both at 50-50, right? If you were at 50%, they were at 50%, you use this ability... They're suddenly at 40%, and you're at 80%. That's a change of, uh, sorry, a change of 40% from where you were before. You're now 40 points ahead of them, uh, which is just insane. So take drain blood, take drain blood, take drain blood, take drain blood. All right, if <laughs> there's some like rule of like linguistics, right? If you say something three times, that you'll remember it. So just repeat after me: take drain blood, take drain blood, take drain blood. Take it. <laughs> you need to take it. There's an interesting team for Plagued bo- Blood, right? Like we said, an Acid Touch team with Plague Blood and maybe Dive, something like that you put together, but that is not this team. This team is all about tanking, and Drain Blood is probably the best tanking ability I've seen in the game. This is incredible. Let's just compare it to Wish, right? The best heal- healing ability in the game, I think it's fair to say. For a long time, Wish is like the pinnacle of healing. That's a five-round cooldown. Next round, your active pet is healed for 50% of its maximum health. That's a great heal. So that's, on average, 10% of its health every turn. And you, you have to wait a turn for that heal to happen. Drain Blood is similar healing, right? It's, in general, on average, 30% of your health every three turns. So it's 10% every turn. But you're dealing 10% to them, in addition. You're doing 10% of their health every three turns. You don't have to wait a turn to get that heal. And... You have the chance to combo it with other abilities to increase that heal. And if, and against something like, say, I don't know, a legendary pet, which has insane maximum health, you're going to be healing for like 40, 50, 60% of your health every time you use that ability, every three rounds. This is just a great ability. Alright, I think I've sold you on Drain Blood. If I haven't, I never will. Just go out there and try this pet. Let's talk about kind of how I want the team to work in a play-by-play. So I can start with either pet, which is cool. I always love when teams give you that flexibility. Because not only does it give you more flexibility to counter them, then your opponents don't always know what you're going to do. Because sometimes it's really obvious, right? Unborn Valkyrie, we had that problem. People know that we're going to start with Unborn Valkyrie so they could counter Here, they won't really know. I think in general, I'd like to default to starting with the Death Adder Hatchling. So that I can have Blinding Poison ready for their big hitter. Because I assume they're going to start with their best pet. Um, so I'd go in with blinding poison, which should remove their first two turns, which is good, and then immediately after that, poison fang, because I think uh, the combo out there that we've talked about, and that a lot of people are doing it, blinding poison and then immediately puncture wound, right? So a lot of people know, hey, my pet's blinded; it can't do anything anyways. I'll swap it out, I'll dodge their, I'll dodge their puncture wound, and you know, get rid of the blinding poison. That's great. So I think I, what I want to do is just Poison Fang, just to kind of keep baiting them, so that if they do swap out, I Poison Fang, and then Puncture Wound. That combo feels a little safer to me, because if you do Blinding Poison and then immediately Puncture Wound, if you, they dodge that Puncture Wound by swapping out pets, you kinda, that pet has to wait like 3 rounds to pull off its combo again, right? so it's just going to have to sit there waiting. I, I think this is safer, I like Blinding Poison, then Poison Fang, and then Puncture Wound. Uh, That feels safer to me. And then, of course, at that point, blind and poison should be back up again, and then just repeat till they're dead. (laughs) That's the plan, anyways. So, next, Ruby Droplet comes out after that, and then, basically, it just gets ready to stall the game out, right? Tank their whole team. So, I've played with this pet a bit, uh, just to make sure that it was as good as it seemed on paper, to make sure it was worth doing a team about. And it's reminding me of the Magical Crawdad days, right? Where when we first used Magical Crawdad about a year ago, it was one of those pets where you could put it on a team, you'd play your other pets, your other two pets would die, and then this pet would just stay on the board forever and eventually just kill all three of the enemy pets unless they had, like, a counter for it. And that's kind of how I feel with Dr- Ruby Droplet. Um, I've had both my other two pets die. I was running with Mercolot and a rabbit, and both those pets would die and say they'd have two pets left. Ruby Droplet would come on the board and it'd just stay there till I won. <laughs> it's sustained capabilities. It's just so good. Uh, bubble, I think I would save it. Right? It's an 8 round cooldown, which is really long. So I'd want to save that for when I think they're going to pull off a combo. If I know the enemy pets, I kind of know what they're doing. Drain Blood, though, I'm going to use anytime I'm injured and it's off cooldown because it's a huge heal. And then just absorb every time. Right? Little bit of damage, little bit of heal. Just keep doing that to buy time until Drain Blood and, and Bubble come off cooldown. So that's the plan. Any concerns I have? So, I don't have too many concerns, right? The Death Adder Hatchling is getting to that point almost like Unborn Valkyrie where maybe people understand it too well that it won't be able to pull off its tricks. But I think by having Poison Fang in there, we'll be able to kind of keep it fresh and kind of force them to take the damage. They really won't have a way to get out of it unless they're constantly swapping pets. Which, hey, that's a win in itself, right? <laughs> Every turn the enemy spends swapping pets while you're not is a free hit. Um, so. With the Death other hatching, I do have to say... It feels a little weak, damage-wise. Like, Puncture Wound is only 600 damage... Or something like that, even when it goes off. But, I'm hoping that... Blind and Poison can help it keep pace, right? Because it's stalling out their damage. So, it's okay that my damage isn't, you know... Up there with Ragnaros, right? It's still doing solid damage. I think the trick with him, though... Is that speed is very important, right? Going first mean, means you dodge... Two attacks, not just one. And, as most of the community has found out... It's really hard to get a Speed Speed breed of this pet. <laughs> I mean, the pet is already hard to get, and then to get a specific breed of it is tough. And then to get the a specific, most valuable breed is significantly harder. I mean, Daniel, Lori, Doug, James, Tiberius, and I have all been trying to get the Speed Speed breed. And I think... I may be the first one to get it. I finally bought it today. I think maybe Daniel said that he broke down and bought one. Or maybe Doug. I can't remember. One of the other people said that they broke down and spent, quote, way too much money on it. Oh, there's Tiberius. Tiberius <laughs> said he spent, quote, too much gold. He didn't even want to say how much it was to buy it. Um, but even after, but after the failure of my unborn Valkyr, right? Because I had a bad breed and I didn't upgrade its quality... The team just didn't do great. I'm willing to invest this time around, so I've been <laughs> I logged in every single night to check the auction house to get it. I finally started spamming trade chat today. Not spamming obnoxiously, but you know, every few minutes, put something in there. Where and it took me about 30 minutes. Uh, I offered three and a half thousand gold for it, and I finally bought one for three and a half thousand gold in 20 minutes. That seems pretty good, right? So I'm happy. But my concern is, if you're trying this team and you don't have a speed speed breed, I think it's going to have a lot tougher time, so I think it's worth that investment. But hey, I'll report back next episode how it's going, so you guys know if it's worth laying down the heavy change to get the speed speed breed. Also, I mean, minor concern, the only other thing, is that this team requires a lot of decision making. And that's why I like these sorts of teams. I like that I'm going to have to, you know, think ahead for when to bubble and when to dodge and when to do Poison Fang and when to do Puncture Wound, all that sort of stuff. I like that. It's going to make the games more interesting, but it does open the door for making mistakes, right? I am a flawed individual, and sometimes I will make poor decisions. That means, you know, that does hurt the value of the team just a little bit. But what it loses off in quality, it gains in fun. Hooray! All right, third wheels. Let's talk... There's a lot of good options, right? Zufu, Kovac, uh, Magical Crawdad, Anubiseth Idol, a Crab, a Rabbit. Pretty much anything that feels tanky, right? So I like Zufu and Magical Crawdad for the Wish, the big heal. Kovac for lifesteal. Anubiseth Idol, obviously, for Sandstorm and just general tankiness because it heals every time it attacks. Crab and Rabbit are kind of the classic tanks, where rabbit avoids everything and crab just heals itself and and blocks damage constantly. So I think any pet that is kind of tanky DPS like that will do really well on this team. And maybe as we start to play we'll start to find, you know, other ways to exploit like maybe we could find a pet that leaves a debuff on that'll really boost the damage of uh drain blood, you know, just to really help the heals go. So I don't know, maybe I mean, I don't even want to say it, but Sunny Day, obviously, increases the maximum health of all pets, so that would increase Drain Blood, and it increases healing. I mean, I can't see a way if if Sunny Day weather is active and Ruby Droplet is on the board, I don't think that Ruby Droplet pet can die. I just don't really see a way <laughs> that it can happen. Either the the... Before the weather effect goes away at least. So that might be something interesting to look into. That might be too specific. My gut tells me that's way too specific to try and aim for. But it might work, right? You might be able to bring out uh, the Singing Sunflower, Sunny Day Weather, Solar Beam, and then when it dies, you know, bring out the Ruby Droplet and it just heals for days or something. But thankfully, I mean, there are a lot of great pets out there. There are a ton of great tanks out there. And a lot of them are easy to get, like crabs and rabbits. I mean, you can find those on pretty much any shore or forest in the game. (laughs) And they're going to be a great tanking pet for you. Um, So yeah, those are the third wheels. Let's talk about how to get the two core pets. Uh, The Death Adder Hatchling, I should apologize in advance. Both these pets are hard to get. Uh, But I think they're worth it. And I would not have spent so much time farming these pets and getting the right versions of these pets if I didn't think they were worth it. Um, even more so than the Unborn Valkyr, I think. So Death adder Hatchling is a 3% chance drop from a farmable rare spawn on the Timeless Isle. Which means, level 90 characters only, sorry, preferably geared so you can kind of grind through the spawns. Um, snakes spawn all over the west side of the island. Uh, you need to kill those snakes over and over again because every time those snakes die, there's a chance that the rare version will spawn in its place. The Imperial Python is the one that we're looking for. That's the rare. It has the 3% chance to drop a Death Adder Hatchling pet. right? That's already a, light of gr- a lot of grinding. But we also need a very particular breed. right? That's speed speed. And that means you're almost always going to be better off just buying it on the auction house. right? If you've been playing WoW for a while. You have gold. You can afford to spend a few thousand on this pet. Because it will save you a whole weekend of playing. right? Um, and it helps you avoid the RNG. Which... At least, if you get as frustrated by RNG, the random number generator, as <laughs> as I do, because you know you'll get you know ten pets and they'll all be balance balance or something or power power. So it's going to cost you a lot. Um, I ha- I haven't even seen the breed on the auction house in three weeks. I've been hunting it right. I had to get it by asking in trade chat. So that's what I would recommend if you're going to do it. Just ask in trade chat. Um, I forget. Uh, Tiberius mentioned one thing that he thought would be good would be to actually, if you can't find it on your server, go to another server and try and sell off one of your more rare pets there and use that gold or get someone to trade with you one for one with the Death Adder Hatchling that way. So that's a pretty good way to do it if you have some rare pets you're looking to get rid of. The Ruby Droplet on the other hand, well it's also found on the Timeless Isle, right? So this is the Timeless Isle episode, hooray! But this one is easier to get, by far. But by far it's also a lot weirder, right? Um, you have to convince a seagull to carry you up to a hidden lake at the top of the island. I'm not joking. If you haven't done this before, I hadn't done this until I specifically was trying to get the ruby droplet and I had to look up online how to get it because I couldn't figure it out. And it's really weird. You have to like I had to jump on platforms in the air jump off mid-air shoot a pigeon or a seagull or whatever that's flying around so that it grabs me. It like swoops down and grabs you in its beak. And then you have to let it carry you for like 15 minutes around the island until it happens to go over this lake that's at the top of a mountain that's covered in blood. And then you have to start punching the seagull. When you start punching the seagull, it drops you. But then it also chases you to attack you on the ground. So it drops you. So you have to... Time it so you punch it right when you're above the lake so you don't take falling damage. But when it swoops down, you have to kill the seagull that carried you up there, which is kind of a jerk way to repay it for carrying you up there, right? Um, And then you can finally fight the mob that's up there. Or hopefully up there, because it's a rare spawn. (laughs) You should definitely search ahead of time, you know, with uh, NPC find and that sort of stuff, where you can look, try and target it, essentially. Target Garnia. I'll have the name on the show notes and all that stuff and links to all this a full guide on how to do the seagulls and all that stuff. Um, but, there, once you get to the NPC, you can kill it, drop it, simple, right? You don't have to worry about placeholders, you don't have to farm it, if it's there, you can kill it, and it has a 3% chance to drop. And thankfully, the breed doesn't really matter here at all. There are a bunch of different breeds, and you could probably make an argument you know, that bubble is slightly better if you're faster, but I don't think it's that important, because it's going to block two attacks no matter what. And you could probably argue that it's power isn't super important because Drain Blood doesn't scale off of power at all. And Bubble certainly doesn't because it's just a block. So all that's scaling off of power is absorbed. So, I mean, you could make an argument for a Speed Speed breed, but I don't think it's important enough that you have to worry about it. Sure, if you're going to the Auction House, because you can buy this one off the Auction House as well, which is what I ended up doing... Um, If there's a Speed Speed and a Balance Balance and they're the same price, sure, maybe go for the Speed Speed, that's probably a little better. But if they're different prices or if there's only one, don't worry about it, just take any breed. Um, I will say though, I bought this pet for probably like 1500 gold about 2 or 3 weeks ago, and the price on my service skyrocketed this week. Um, so we've been talking about it a little bit in the community, uh, in the Google Plus community group, so I don't know if maybe it's starting to catch on there, maybe it started spreading, or if other people are just starting to catch on on how amazing this pet is, uh, but grab it fast while you can, if you can find it for, you know, anything less. For me, 3000 is kind of my barrier. I don't know what your barrier is, What it totally depends on how much gold you have, but if it's a pet I need for this show, if it's less than $3,000, i will just buy it. So... Try and buy it. I think if you can get it for less than $2,000, you are getting a great deal. Just because of the RNG chance and how much time you would have to spend farming it. You don't have to put a ton of time into it actively like the Death Adder, ha- Death Adder Hatchling where you have to spend a full weekend playing. But with the Ruby Droplet, you have to check back every couple hours. And that can take a long time. Uh, so, yeah. So of course, we'll have full guide in the show notes for how to get both of these pets if, if you want to try out the team with us. And I highly recommend it. Even if you don't try out the team... For goodness sake, get Ruby Droplet. This pet is really fun, really powerful. I love it. So, that is our Bloody Tanks team. That's what I've nicknamed it. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a bunch of different names. based Because they both have abilities based on blood and poison and stuff. That's the best I could come up with. So, I hope you'll play it with me. If you do, share your thoughts on the website. gamediplomat.com. Leave a comment in there. Or the Google Plus community like always when we do our review in two episodes from now I'll go through and grab all of your guys' comments and read it out on the show so everyone knows what you guys thought what I thought we'll put it all together all right let's g- speaking of community involvement let's go to the community section up first the question daniel nordstrom asks which collector's edition pet do you ha- do you not have that if they started offering them in the store would you buy first he says for him it's mini thor Because he says, when the wife and I play StarCraft II with each other, we both race to see who can get out the first Thor. And I cannot blame you there. The Thor model in StarCraft II is insane. It's so big. It's just like a massive mech launching rockets. It's awesome. So for me, there's four. Right? There's four that are at the top of my list. I couldn't find it. Uh, The Baneling from the StarCraft II Collector's Edition, I love. Um, I don't own. I would love to own it. It It has a decent combo, right? It's a decent pet. Um, and it has fun visuals it does the explode ability like a lot of the mechanical pets do but if you play baneling in starcraft 2 you know this baneling is basically like a pill bug filled with explosive venom that just rolls up to whatever it's attacking and explodes and just like kills it and so i mean it just works so good uh the treasure goblin right this is for the new diablo 3 expansion that just came out two days ago um i love it because it's cool right it's cool it it looks has awesome visuals it's super unique with its abilities and it's just fun it's the new hotness right i want it um little deathwing which you get for the cataclysm collector's expansion is pretty good too Uh, it's just a decent pet it's not amazing it's not super unique but it's a solid pet and then finally lurky right this is the one you get for owning the burning crusade collector's edition it's one of the classic old school murloc pets that they just don't give away The only way to get any of these cool murloc pets is through these promotions or like the first blizzcon or this collector's edition right so i would just love to have it because it has lucky dance right which is the ability where they put on the top hat and cane and start dancing and that's actually a really good ability i'm pretty sure the only reason we don't see it played more is just because of how rare all of the pets that have it are because they're all yeah right right here blizzcon 2005 korean promotional event i coke taiwan EU site promotion. Like, you can't get any of those. And then the only one you can get is Lurky, which is from the Burning Crusade Collector's Edition. Oh, EU only. Oh, no! So I can't even get it! Even through there, right? But so, okay, Lucky Dance. Increases your team's hit chance by 50% and increases your team's critical strike chance by 25% for four rounds. So, I mean, if you're... I mean, you could just combo that hit chance buff with so many cool abilities like Demolish or, like... I don't know any of the any of the other ones I can't think right now Uh, but there's a lot that you could exploit with Lucky Dance which is really cool it's a shame that it's so hard to get but yeah so there you go that's what I would get I gotta say I really wanted to be impressed by the original WoW collector's edition because I thought for sure I was like oh well for sure I'll I'll want that one right because it's the most rare but you go back it's mini Diablo a panda cub a zergling and they're all really bad pets. They're just terrible, right? It's kind of like the Lucky Keelan pub or cub, which is the Mist of Pandaria Collector's Edition pet. They're just terrible. They've got super generic abilities that have no synergy and are just under So yeah, I wouldn't want a- any of those. So there you go, Daniel. Thanks for asking the question. He asked. He actually asked it in our Google Plus community. So a bunch of people have sent their own answers too, which is really cool to see uh, what everyone thinks. So if you have an answer, jump in the community. Let us know there. All right, the crew combo for this week is the slow death. <laughs> all right, this one you've probably seen before, and it's not a crazy combo, but it is effective, right? This is you. There's bone storm and ancient blessing. Bone storm is an AO, AOE damage to all teams at the cost of your own pet's health. Um, it's on the creepy crate and the fossilized hatchling. Ancient blessing is a heal that heals yourself for full heal, which is solid, and increases the maximum health of your active pets for 9 turns. Pretty good, it's on a lot of dragons, pretty much. Um, so turn 1, you Bonestorm, right? You do AoE damage to their whole team, but you hurt yourself, and they punch you. Ouch. But then you come in, heal yourself again, boop, that <laughs> that heal cost on Bonestorm is no longer a problem. Then you have to punch for 2 turns while the cooldowns come up, and then repeat it again, right? So the cool thing is, Bonestorm... Bone Storm's damage is so high right now um, you get 243 damage on each of the pets. So if they have 3 pets up, so say you play this first turn you're getting 729 damage out of that turn and then you're getting 455 health back and then you're getting 390, 390 from your punches. So on average that's 378 damage per turn 114 health per turn or DPT, HPT. There you go. I'm I'm starting a trend here. This is how I'm going to start evaluating the effectiveness of these combos. DPT and HPT, and then finally, I need a better acronym for this one because it's way too long. EHPT, (laughs) Effective Health Per Turn. Um, And that's where you combine damage and healing and figure out basically, like we talked earlier, right, the health point swing with Drain Blood where you're dealing 10% and healing 30%. So that's effectively a 40% health swing. So effective health for this per turn is 491. And that's taking into account the punches, right? Just the generic punches you're forced to do. 500 health point swing every single turn is pretty good, right? And I think that's probably why you're starting to see these fossilized hatchlings play a lot more. It's still a little under the radar because the tooltip on Bone Storm is so misleading. For the longest time, probably two years, Storm used to deal that amount of damage, but divided between all the pets. So it's dealing like 80 damage to each pet, and you were taking <laughs> damage on your own pet. It just wasn't worth it, right? Um, but they changed it in October, November-ish, to where it deals that damage to each pet now. But the tooltip wasn't changed very well, so it's still kind of misleading, because it says it deals 243 damage to the enemy team. And so you'd kind of expect it to be split, um, but it's not. So it's doing a lot of damage. I think this is a really good combo uh, that you should try and take advantage of. Uh, The bummer, obviously, is, of course, that combo only exists on the Fossilized Hatchling. But you get him from Archaeology, and he's a pretty easy one to get. So go out there, try that one. That's the crew combo. Let's look at the iTunes review. Uh, Hooray for Pet Battle, says L-N-O-R. This podcast is great for anyone who would... Like to be a little more serious or have a little more fun with WoW Pet Battling. You should have that girl Eleanor on again. She's pretty great. Josh is awesome too, but having another voice totally adds so much to the content. Wait a second. Alright, so their name was L-N-O-R. That sounds suspiciously like Eleanor, the person that they're promoting in this comment. But (laughs) I think I know who wrote this comment. Oh, and she even signed it, Eleanor. There you go. (laughs) So thanks for sending in the note, Eleanor. Uh, We are already talking about your next episode on this show. Uh, uh, We're already emailing to each other about it, so that's good. So yeah, so (laughs) thanks, Eleanor. I'm glad you like the show. And you like yourself on the show. We liked having you on too. So hopefully we'll get you on again real soon. As usual. I'm going to have full show notes for this team. Along with links and details for all the pets abilities. And how you can go out and capture all of them. On gamediplomat.com. Uh, along with everything else we talked about today. Guides, to get them all that good stuff. Next week. Or next episode. I should really change what I write down for this. Because I'm going to say next week forever. Next episode. Bam. Live change on the show. You heard it happen with my obnoxiously loud keyboard. Next episode on Wild Pet Battle Crew, we're doing a guide. right? We're going to do a guide while we all test out this team. I think I'm going to do more tamers because I went through and I finally built teams for every single tamer and every single elemental. Basically anything special you can fight on Pandaria I built teams for. Um, So I want to start sharing more of those soon. So if there's any tamers or elemental battles they're having a hard time against, write in, let me know, post it on the community or on Twitter, um, all that stuff, so I can know to include those tamers specifically in next week's guide. And on other podcasts, the Happy Hearthstone, we did another deck battle, which is my favorite episode where guests bring on their deck and battle against the current reigning champion deck. This week, we brought on a paladin deck to try and finally topple the the def- the undefeated hunter deck that has been on the show since October that no one has been able to beat it's outrageous um, and we're also going to start off a community tournament for Happy Hearthstone which I'm super excited about so if you want to check check out that stuff uh, Happy Hearthstone it's the other podcast I do I love it. All right, I'm gonna spend the next few weeks leveling this team and trying out different third wheel combos with it. I would love to know what you try in the third wheel for this team, because I'm really—I don't have like a strong feeling that I know what's best. Like, sure, Rabbit is kind of solid and fits into the theme, but I feel like I'm missing something. I really think there's a third wheel pet out there that I'm just not thinking of. So, if you think of something, let me know. I'd love to try it. You can share it with the whole community on Google+. Just go to Google+, search for uh, Wow Pet Battle Crew, Pet Battles, anything. Everyone's talking there. It's really great. Like I said, all those people talking about we're all trying to farm the Death Adder Hatchling right now. And it's good, even if your farming is going terribly, it's good to have solidarity with fellow pet battlers that know your pain of not getting that drop. Uh, so jump on there. You can also go to GameDiplomat.com as always. Click on Pet Battles. You can also email me directly at outlook.com or message me on Twitter, which I would love to talk to you. I'm at jaugustine Phew. Alright, that's an episode, my friends. Good luck to everyone who's going to be trying to master the team with me this month. Be sure to let me know how it goes and what you added on as that third pet again. But for now, thanks for tuning in to another episode of WoW Pet Battle Crew and taming the world of Azeroth with me one turn at a time. Happy hunting, tamers.